Hey, we are live. What is up, everybody? Happy Thursday. Welcome to Pre-Market Prep. Spencer Israel. I have Joel Conan. I have Dennis Dick. And uh, what are we talking about today? We're talking about Nikola. Yeah, I haven't talked about Nikola for a hot second, but they started production earlier than expected. That means buy the stock, apparently. Uh, a few earnings to uh, discuss on our radar as well. KB Homes, Darden Restaurants, Traeger Grills. We'll talk about that. We'll take questions from our chat. Michael Houston and Peter Tuckman are today's guests. So go ahead, smash that like button, subscribe to our channel. Here we go. Coming to you live from downtown Detroit, this is Benzinga's Pre-Market Prep. With your host, Joel Conan. This is a volatile puppy here, isn't it? And Dennis Dick. I've bitten a penny. I will buy the stock for a penny. With everything you need to start your trading day. And before I bring Joel on, I just want to acknowledge that YouTube appears to be fixed today. So thank goodness for that. Joel, good morning. How are you doing? Uh, not too bad. Not too bad, Spencer. Uh, when we last spoke, we kind of had the uh, had the week closed. But to buy the dippers, they came in right at the low from Wednesday, got above the close. And nice rally up 22 and three quarters handles, 44, 44.70 and a quarter. Let's see if those gains can hold crude. Basically flat, down 21 cents at 14.72. Not really seeing anything in the crude chart. Gold, we all know what gold has to do. That has to get over 19.50, and that's where we are. We're up 19.90 at 19.57.10. Silver going the same way, stuck in the middle. 25 handle up 29 cents at uh, 25.49. Bitcoin. Slow roll north, up 840, 43,150. Ethereum futures, they're going the same way a little bit more. On a percentage basis, they're up $90.50 at 30,66,50. We're going to bring in Triple D, but I just want to just give everybody a quick warning. I may not be on my my game today uh, in the markets. I got a lot on my mind. You're very distracted because of tonight, right? Yes, I am. I yes, to, I am. I and if to. anybody can guess what this says here, they get to listen to the show for free for the rest of the week. Wait, hold on, What's hold on, that? Hold on. Oh, it says Michigan in Hebrew. Nice. No. Mm-mm. It does. Yes, it does. No, it doesn't say go blue. It says Michigan. Okay, you're right. You passed. I can, I, I, he knows how to read Hebrew, Joel doesn't. <laughs> he Joel, did. he has to tell you what your cup says. <laughs> you can read. <laughs> that must me my other one. Tell me what it doesn't say. I know what it says. <laughs> Good job on that one. All What's right. The headline on Uber. Uber just now? Yeah, yeah. It just blasted off oh, about, about five, five minutes ago. Start, too busy starting the show to be paying attention. You got a headline on Uber, folks. Just uh, took off. They are. Whoa, that is interesting. They're listing all New York cabs, yellow cabs on their app. Wow. What a development. That's like oil and water. Uber and taxis. What is going on with that? That's Working together. Yeah. Working together. I, after a decade, enemies of, uh, become friends. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that is that's, interesting. That's the left. 
So, so you'll be able to uh, hail a cab from Uber, from the app. Huh. There you go. That's there we the, go. That's the news. I knew there was something. I was like, holy mackerel, Uber just blasted off. It's actually leaking here. Holy Joel. Look what they just put. It. Well, not left. Don't look at left for a second. Look at Uber. No, yeah. So we're off the highs. We rallied We rallied almost to 35 and a half. So we're all buck off the highs here. But what's interesting is if you do go back to that left chart, is Lyft is selling off on this. So initial yeah. pop. Lyft gets the initial pop with Uber, the Paris traders. And then they're like, uh-oh. This isn't Lyft involved. So Lyft actually selling off on this. So interesting. Paris traders, not uh, unless you got it on the other way, not enjoying this one because Uber going up, Lyft going down on this. I don't know. What are your thoughts on this, though, Spencer? Yeah, it's, it's like it's enemies becoming friends. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know yeah. Oil and water mix. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 there had to have been some sort of conversation. Because aren't there, isn't there a union? Isn't there a taxi union? Uh, there had to have been some sort of conversations with, uh, oh, Keith says they have that in, in Hong Kong. Um, I don't know what things are like over there, but in New York, the taxi cab industry and Uber are not friendly at all. Um, so this is interesting. So how's this going to work now? Cause so is Uber going to take a cut of your, I, I, assume, <laughs> I assume they've worked out the details, but Uber must be taking a cut. Uh, if you book a, a yellow cab, are you going to, are you going to get to choose? Do you want to Uber Uber? Or a yellow cab Uber? I don't know. This is so. This is so interesting. I guess if you just don't like going in a random stranger's car, all of a sudden you can, you know, you can get a taxi cab from your Uber. That's kind of cool. Yeah. What is it? It helps uh, the taxis too, for sure. Get them back on the board. I, I kind of like it. I like it. I mean, I've always been in favor of taxis and, uh, you know, be able to whistle them down and go. I mean, especially like in New Joel, York. Joel just wants to whistle. Joel. I just want to whistle. Um, is it, did it get taken over? Wasn't, wasn't uh, there a stock that. Um, there was a taxi medallion. uh that's what you're referring to, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A medallion yeah. company? Yeah, there there was a medallion company. Um, it's gone. Oh, it, it wouldn't be yeah. doing well. No, it wouldn't it'd be doing but it'd be doing no, it's not taxi. I don't remember. Let's see if I can see. Yeah, some one of our um spinners, someone's gonna have to help us out. It, it's it's one. it's from back in the day. Uh yeah. oh yeah, wait, was it M F I N? Yeah. Medallion Financial? Yeah. That's the Uber tax. That's the tax. Yeah, that's that's the medallions that you need to to have a license. So maybe this helps them. Yeah. So good call, Joel. It's trading up. <laughs> yeah, it's bid up. It's only traded seventeen hundred shares. It's very early, so warning, warning, Will Robinson when the volume's that low. But yeah, it's it's getting a little bid there. Nine fifty, nine fifty five. Ten eleven I mean, offered. Getting a little at, bid. But look at this chart since. Uh... Since January, I don't know what this was. If this was earnings or unannounced two for one stock split, what was the news? It sounds uh, good for them. I mean, it I, sounds it, great it, for them. It, it does. It does. So, and it's a small. This is a thin traded stock, but I'm not surprised it's been up. What could you please news me from? Uh, wait, wait, wait. Before we go in for the, let me make sure that I have like the right company here because. I don't want okay. to assume I don't. I, I mean, the fact that it's bid up. It, yeah, it was bid up before we even started talking about it. Yeah, so let's not assume yet. But okay. um, Spencer's looking it up. Yeah, just to make sure that this is. Uh, it, it's, it sounds right. That's all I'll say. But <laughs> sounds right to me too. Medallion sounds right. Yeah, okay. Medallion Financial. Um, da, 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 leading positions, uh, various commercial industries. Yeah, but 
Let's go to their investor deck. All right. So, so that's interesting. Um, is that it? Is that was? I, that... I think it is. I mean, it's bid up pretty substantially here on this. So why else would it be bid up that much? What happened? Um, on uh, I'm looking financial results. Yeah, I got well December second. That was earnings. I just want to see what this day was. It just got smoked this day. This was uh the 29th yeah 29th it went from eight uh or yeah the 29th so we have anything on the 28th i, I i'm not so sure I, I think this is more of a concern. mfin's really going now now I, it just went it's up 10 percent now somebody just lifted those 10 11s i know i know but I, as that happens i'm not now i'm not so positive because i think this might be just a broader consumer loan company now it, it, this may be like historically what they did but maybe they it's up 10 percent right now all right so. I, I got it i got it they, they have a subsidiary that is a uh a medallion lending company so yes yeah, so so our for our instinct was correct this yeah. is this is because it, it was sped up before yeah. we even started talking about it and now it's somebody just lifted 5000 10 11 that's a bold bet up yeah. 10% but 10 11 bid here now so we're seeing it live you're seeing the news break on this thing live here MFIN Uber now up 6% and Lyft going the other direction cuz obviously not participating in this they are down 37 until they say next week. Oh, yeah, we'll lift them too. <laughs> we'll but maybe too. maybe there's exclusivity on Oh, maybe. Yeah. I didn't read the fine print on this. I'll tell you that much. Not but, yet. Uh, too early yeah. in the morning for fine print. And adjust yeah. my glasses. Wowzer. Wowzer. I. I think it's great news, but anyways, uh, yeah, it's good for both companies. To be yeah, honest. nice catch. I'm not surprised both are getting bit up. Wow, that was fun. Sorry, Ember, that messes up our little uh, thing on the no, side. It's okay, no, we're we're back on track. We're, we're back on track. No, that was more exciting than Nikola, though. That was more exciting than Nikola. That Trump Nikola. Uh, let's do Nikola. So Nikola. The news is not that they began production. The news is really that they began production. Like several months ahead of schedule, is they were supposed to start commercial production. They said sometime during Q2, or like I think late P2 is what they said. And then they said, actually, we've already started yesterday. They said that they started already. So production is now be has now begun on the tray. Uh, that's their that's their electric truck. Um, and now they got to make them. Yeah, I mean, what what exactly does that mean? Does that mean that they like uh, went and bought some wrenches and uh, some nuts and bolts and they're over? And they're <laughs> well, you don't read the garage. fine print here either, Joel. It's a good question. <laughs> what is starting production? That's what I want to know. I assume that to mean. I mean, they said it during their investor day. I assume it's mean that like the assembly line is moving. Like they they have they've they said that they. Uh, yesterday, they reiterated their plan, their guidance to to deliver between three and five hundred trucks this year. Uh, batteries are going to be kind of the key factor there in whether they make or, or don't make that. that uh, breaking news: They brought some people over from Workhorse to push the trucks through the assembly line. It's not an excellent. Already hard. That, that whoa, wasn't whoa, hard. Whoa, 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 whoa. That was Workhorse. Who was Workhorse that? Workhorse has nothing to do with pushing. Yeah, trucks. defend Workhorse. Who man. was it that pushed it up the hill so it went down the hill? That was Nico. That's the guy that's in jail. That was Nico. Milton. That was Nico. <laughs> Is that Milton, I don't think Milton's in jail. Is he? Is he on? Some, didn't he buy an island with his hundreds of millions of dollars that he's obviously made off of this stock, despite them know. never making a truck? I don't think he's in jail. Is he? I I, I don't know. No. We had him on the show, didn't we? No, no, we didn't. No, he was. He would have came though because he was really promotional on his stock. He, yeah, he would have came on for sure. We've only uh, had he, one person that yeah. was on the show that went to jail. 
Maybe two. I think we've had more than one. Oh, obviously, I know the one, the big one. Yeah, yeah, we we had Scarelli, Martin. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then we had, and he was uh, excellent on our show. By the way, he was very, yeah, he was so nice. And and I was expecting, you know, conceded. He was really nice to us. Oh, and very, he was a good pick too. Yeah, Um, he did. Yeah, and it was was it jazz? What was? Yeah, I think so. And it went up like. 30% 30% after he said it. So he yeah. was on that too. And there was Probably. one that went there was one that went down too that he picked that he said was uh mm. yeah that was I remember was, the one that went to zero. And then they, I can't Who remember was the other one that went to jail off of her show. Uh I don't actually I don't know if he went to jail but he got barred from the securities industry for stealing from his clients. This is like it is like 6 years ago. No. Todd Todd, Todd something. I, I, I remember the name, but I'm not. Joel, Joel knows what I'm talking about. <laughs> I guess we, I guess we should take him off the dock, huh? Yeah, yeah. Well, there's, a, there's a reason he's in red. It means don't reach out to him. <laughs> Get barred in here and I come back to the show. Okay. Yeah. okay. Anyways, let's take it back to Nicola. Yeah. I, yeah. I actually, this was a very, very slow, delayed response to this headline because I bought this thing. I saw the headline break. Benzinga, Char, uh, you know Charles there, walking it out there, saying Nicola starting production. So I picked some up at nine dollars and twenty nine cents last night. I was like, that sounds pretty good, and it went up to like nine fifty, and just kind of hung out there forever. And I was like, I guess that's all it's worth. It was like over an hour, <laughs> just hang out nine fifty. So I just sold it at nine, like right in there around nine fifty. Took the the twenty cents and moved on, and. Lo and behold, you know, the next morning, everybody's so excited about this. So this was the most uh, news I'll go sleeping on this one because um, it, it was a delayed I, response to this. I thought it was worth more, too, but it sat there for an hour. CNBC announced it. Got a little pop in CNBC, and then they dogged it on Fast Money. And I don't know. They did, didn't move forever. So I don't know if they've come out with more information on this, but this thing was really quiet last night off this for a long right. time. And then started to slowly drip yeah, down. So yeah, yeah. Like the, the headline broke at like 5 o'clock. And for like two hours, it sat there and really didn't go. So I was surprised it didn't go more. But I'm going to sit around for a day because, you know, my time. My time frames like minutes half the time on these headlines. So anyways, it's up. It's up big now, up 17%. What do you think about it at this point, Joel? Um, let's see. 11 bucks just jumps out to me. And yeah. It got to eleven in the pre-market. And I don't have anything exactly at eleven for you on the dailies. What I do have for you on the dailies, if you're looking for more, is eleven fifty. Uh, but first things first, let's get through eleven. And I just want to finish here. Uh, D triple D buy with the blue arrow, and then the red arrow is triple D sell. I don't know why. Why did you just hold on and just forget about it for a little bit? I don't forget about things like that. You're trading for the headline. After an hour, if they don't have it priced in, you're like, well, it's not worth as much as I thought it was. I mean, okay. you look at this and it, it sat there forever. And, and ever- so, sometimes, I mean, <laughs> yeah, I mean, GME okay. was slow the other night too. Maybe the news algo is sleeping. The GME was really slow the other night too. Like when it broke that headline that it, it, it went up like a couple bucks and then it sat there for a long time. So sometimes they just don't go like uh, they don't take off right away. So maybe I do have to extend the time horizon a little bit, but I don't know. I, anyways, I thought it was like, I guess it's only okay. worth what about, cents. let's just check out these other uh, pigs. How's the workhorse doing? What's going on with workhorse? 
it got a little lift yesterday, small off of the off the meme stock when GME and AMC were rallying. Workhorse obviously was one of them, and there was you know a, a bunch of other ones, but they didn't really move much. So, but you know what? It's out of the gutter. A lot yeah. of these stocks are, are are have kicked off the lows. They've consolidated for a few days. Does this kickstart them? I don't know. I don't know. Um, and what about ride? They're all, How's Ride doing? All, what about Marcus? Did we, any, have we heard anything from Marcus? No, Marcus I, I, I haven't before. reached out in, in months. I, I, I can. Is there, we miss there Marcus. Any, Marcus any... was the person that would, you know, he was like the, he, he was like Anne Marie, you know, a calming voice, fun, yeah, yeah, he was super never, nice guy. He was never we know he, he caught the wrong side of Ride, but, I know. but I know. man, I, I, I'd love to have him back. We all miss Marcus. My dad says all the time, I miss Marcus. Yeah, Marcus was just a good guy. He just had bad. He show. just had bad timing on that trade. You know, I mean, I'm sure everyone's had bad trades, but like that one, you got to was... cut those losers. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. Anyways, come on, get Anyways, us on we script, you, Spencer. Okay, I I can get us on script. Let me uh pull up my notes here. I don't know. Oh, Marcus has his own YouTube show. Sarah says, I guess he's made another show. That's why he doesn't come back. Come uh, back and advertise your show on. We'll, we'll even advertise your YouTube. We do advertise everything for everybody we, else. We, we advertise everything for everyone. We're, we're all friends here, like 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 Uber, medallions, taxi companies. We're friends with everyone. No, Matthew, I that is not true. I reached out to Marcus several times, and and he not after the ride thing, uh, and he didn't come back on. Um, okay, we had a few earnings here. We can do in no particular order. KB Homes. Trigger Grills and Darden Restaurants. KB Homeless is probably the first one we can clear out uh, first last night. Yeah. E- EPS came in a little bit light, a buck forty-seven versus a buck fifty-six estimate. Sales, uh, one point four versus one point five billion dollars. Um, they guided uh, housing uh, sales revenue for the year in the low to mid seven billion dollar range, which I think was in line, but um, it, it was like a lukewarm report it seemed like again i'm very worried about housing right now and lenar after they got the earnings pop it was indeed a selling opportunity because it came down here Mm -hmm. a rising interest rate environment is not good and inflation is not good for these guys either for the simple reason is that and they're saying it you know their average house price average new builds like 500 grand it was like four hundred ninety-seven thousand dollars, an all-time high there's a lot of people just can't afford you know, to build a new house right now. I know I'm going through it. It's going to be done in June, hopefully, my new house. And it is running 50, 5-0% over budget. 5-0 with no changes. It's just running that high. And that's all material costs. Everything. Like, I mean, everything is up. And, you know, and, and then the inflation's just got kind of gone out of hand, too. I mean, in certain things. Like, my, my wife had this, um, I don't know, it was a lamp or something that she was, uh, she bought, she bought a couple of them. And then she realized that, she uh needed an, another one so she bought these like three months ago this expensive lamp i don't know it was like 300 bucks and anyways she went and trying to get another one because we needed another one you know what the lamp what they jacked it to three months later joel 300 dollars. take a guess what the lamp's selling for now right. same lamp same company 450 425 dollars they literally jacked that lamp price over 30 percent. same lamp same company I don't know what the company is, but I mean, that's the environment we're in right now. Like they are jacking prices. Like even, you know, the labor costs are jumping too. Like I said, you know, electrician, 
going from you know fifty eight dollars to to seventy five, not like fifty eight to sixty. Like they're jacking prices right now, and you're seeing this across the board everywhere. So you know, I built the house at the worst possible time in a pandemic. So obviously, you know, the budget got blown apart. But I tell you, man, if I was starting that house today, I'd be way more money again because you know I got hit in the lumber, but I got in on a few things that hadn't actually gone up in price. Everything is up in price. Like my window package for that house, I was talking to the, the guy. He says, you're so lucky you bought those windows a year ago because they're all up 30%. You'd be paying 30% more for those same windows. It's crazy. So that, that goes back into these home builder conversation here. Yeah, Is People are looking and saying, well, I can't, you know, I can't afford $500,000 home, especially when you get jack interest rates on me. So there's going to be problems for the home builders as inflation stays sticky and rates keep rising. Something I else. do not want to own a home builder I, for that like, reason. So you know how you can buy a home before it's built, right? Yep. Um, I know people that have been that have done that in the, in the past two years, right? Now, as the home buyer, you're locked into your price, but as the home builder, you're not because you're like it, it takes whatever a year to to build this home, and in that year, your your cost of goods goes way up. So I'm wondering, like, like they're not even doing that now in some places, Spencer. They're yeah, not even doing that. Do, yeah. They'll guarantee their labor, and they won't guarantee the materials. But you're absolutely right. This is the way it historically has been. Um, but because material costs are so crazy, like you know, I was talking to my builder about this too. Um, you know, the lumber yard used to give them when they gave them a quote, they would say this was good for 90 days. When the lumber yard gives them a quote now, it's good for seven days. It's seven days, the material, because the material costs are so volatile that they can only guarantee the price for seven days. So they go to wow. the lumber yard, gets his lumber package for the house. Literally, that price is only good for seven days instead of the usual 90. So I think they're very hesitant now, you know, going forward. And obviously, you know, mine was a custom build, so I was never going to, you know, have that luxury of being locked in, you know, on right. the whole thing. But I mean, that's the way these housing companies have worked. But I think that model is changing now, too, to a certain extent, because material costs are so volatile that they can't, you know, predict it out good enough. Right. All right. And I'm being correct in the chat. I only know what people that have done this told me, but apparently that's not true, that you're not locked into your price anymore. Not anymore. It Which, changed. It, this I, was the way. This is yeah. the way. Yeah. <laughs> we're going back to this is the way. This, the this way. was the way. Yeah. But it's changing too. Welcome to an inflationary environment where nothing is locked in. It's not fun, man. It's not fun to build a house. I will tell you that much. It is not I know. fun. Hallelujah. I'm glad I built. Joel, you got lucky. Yeah, Although you would have built, you would have been ahead of it, I think. Uh, yeah. Um, my but... next door neighbor, they rebuilt, They did a, a huge rental on their house too. And they were a year and a half ahead of me. They saved a lot of money. Like, I would have built this house two and a half years ago. I probably would have saved myself, like, 30%. But, no, not the case. So, moving on. But home builders, this is the trouble of buying a home builder stock right now. Their earnings look pretty good, but they're looking at the past. And what's that look like going forward? It's kind of murky. And maybe people are still going to build homes. Maybe everybody's going to be rich. The stock market starts to make new highs. Maybe interest rates don't go up as aggressively. But there's a lot of concerns there to be long home builders. The rates too. Uh, just, we looked at this one technically uh, last night and uh, I really like the 38. I just looked really big and uh, I guess I'm not the only one that can uh, read a chart because that pop didn't even get to 37. I talked about 34 on the downside because that had been the low of the move. You got the 33. 
and you got a little bit of a bounce. So uh, let's see if it works its way back down to that $34 area. That was the uh, the low of the recent move in February. Um, Let's pivot from home builders to restaurants, but still inflation to some extent. Jordan uh, yeah. Restaurants reported earnings this morning. EPS came in. Well below the estimate, a buck ninety-three is what they said for a two dollar and twelve cent estimate. Sales also missed two point four five for two point five one billion dollars. Guidance uh, for the year EPS was light, sales was light, so light across the board for Darden restaurants this morning. This is the owners of Olive Garden. I took a shot on this last night. Um, you can see. For whatever reason, somebody was nervous about the report, and they were bidding up at 134. They were bidding at 132. I'm like, no, nah, it's not good enough. And then they went 133. I was like, meh. Then they went 134. And I'm like, you know what? You want to give me a three-point lead into the report? I'll short into it. So I shorted 134 last night, took it through the report intentionally. I can't get out because you know I knew when I shorted after hours last night. But somebody was nervous. They didn't want to take it through the report. It's like, I'll take it through the report. You're going to be a three-point lead. I'll take it through the report. You sold the high on that one. It was, yeah. Well, the other people did the same thing. It was a bit, I don't know how many shares were bid up. There wasn't a ton of shares, but, um, but yeah. So, yeah, 134. And so smacked the 134 and then took it through the report. I woke up this morning and I covered in the 128. So I'm already out of it. So, so I ended up working out. I mean, this is, you know, some people don't want to take a stock through the report and they're willing to bid it up three points. I'm like, DRI, even if it beats, I'm like, I'm probably about four or five. Like, you're trying to weigh risk reward, right? You're like, no, nah, you know, I, I don't think it's going to go up 10 points on me if it really beats. And then I'm like, is it even going to beat? So, anyways, you're, Good I, job. I, you're time to analyze that. They were sitting there like, nah, I'll take a shot. So anyway, so it worked out. So I got the good, 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 good. Five um, after five and a half points off, it worked out. Yeah, we're down to 19. Uh, what do we have here? Pre-mark, that pre-mark low is... Oh no, you can use that. 126.10. That's a ways away. That's a couple bucks away. If you want to own this thing, like you want to put Darter restaurants in your portfolio, 116. Let's just call it 135, 19 point move, eight and a half. Maybe 124 and a half, 125 over the next couple of days. I've got a couple of lows in that area. That's right, you know, that's where I would put my first bid if I was interested in that. And then on the upside, uh, bottom of yesterday's range, if you're trying to sneak out 130.41 potential resistance. Last one, and then we'll move on to some other movers here. But Traeger Grills, uh, another IPO from the last year and a half and uh joel and i great ticker symbol yesterday yeah it's cook um earnings earning is yeah that's it earnings per share three cents sales did beat 174 versus 157 million dollars let's see how this compares to prior quarters if we have it i don't even know if we do because it's a pretty new company oh man let's check it out um no we have two three quarters worth of data so it's not super uh not super uh helpful here i don't know i think these luxury barbecues and trigger i think is kind of an upscale barbecue isn't it and these weber trigger these yeah like they're barbecue yeah they're they're upscale for sure yeah and that's a consideration i mean right now the consumer is getting pressed a little bit so i think i don't want to own upscale stuff right now i mean yeah it's you know been the thing to do and people haven't cared about price but right now there's they do 
So I don't, I don't know. This isn't, this isn't for me either. Can you, uh, can you see my screen or do I need to reshare? Yeah, no, I got it. What, what's that? Uh, this is Biff Tannen follows me and, uh, okay. the guy likes almost all my jokes. He's one of the, he might be moving <laughs> into the top five people that like that what all you my, tweeted at him? No, well, yesterday, uh, on the show, I said, we talked about the stock and I said, it's been getting roasted. And then that was even before the report. Nice. So now and it's then, really roasted. Yeah. And then, so he's, is that pretty funny? How do people find these kind of things, these gifts, man? That, I thought that was, that was, I even showed Lisa that one. I thought that was pretty They're funny. They're good at these GIFs. Yeah. Speaking I, of, it's a meme world in the GIF yeah. world. I wish I knew how to do that. Uh, go ahead. Uh, this is a new all time low, right? Down a buck yeah. 60. Uh, where's the pre market low? Pre market, no, is it? 818. Wow, no, it's lower than that. Where's the pre market low? Pre market low 684. So if you want to own it at the old time low, there it is, uh, about 40 cents away. It looks like someone stepped up to seven a little bit. Yeah. And then what's the other one? Weber Grills? That's yeah, me. it already reported, I believe, Spencer. I believe we heard from Weber already, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, that sounds vaguely familiar. Yeah. I mean, is there, there, is there still that? Um, the great barbecues. I have a Weber. Great yeah. barbecue. Yeah, everyone has a Weber. I don't understand why the stock does so bad. Do you still have the um, that Weber's on uh, when you're driving north of Toronto? Oh, the hamburger shop? Yeah. Yeah. In Aurelia? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, if you go north on Highway 11, you get into the north, they have Weber's hamburgers, and it's famous up in the northern oh. area there. Um, they, they, there's lineups, like 100 people in line all the time. They, the, so it's just off the freeway. Yeah. And this place was so busy all the time that they were just going, when you were going north, they actually built an overpass for people to walk over. Must have spent millions of dollars on the overpass just so they could get the people going south too. That's how busy it is. So they built a parking lot and they built an overpass over the freeway, just a walking path. Just for people to go to the Weber's hamburger shop. That's how famous it is. Weber's. And I did it. I did it. That's when a uh, hundred years ago when uh, I worked up at um, Camp White Pine in Halifax. Really? It's yeah, been around for heard, years. You, you've heard those stories before. Holy. I don't know. Off. Do we want to? Oh, <laughs> I was Where there. is what city is that? Camp White Pine. Where, where is that? Halliburton. Oh, Halliburton. Yeah. The, of the black flies. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of black flies out there. I was there. I was supposed to be there and work at that guy offered me work at the swim camp for you know like two three weeks. Offered me a ridiculous amount of money, and that was the summer I met Lisa. I was up there two days, and I'm like, I told him I had no clean clothes that I had to go into town because I was starving because I just hated the camp food so much. <laughs> and uh, I got some other good stories. There's not but I'm much not gonna, in town there. Uh, it's a I'm pretty small town. It. I don't even know if you find a clothing store. Maybe there's a Stedman's or No, something. I needed food. I, I needed food. food. You're starving. There's a couple yeah. restaurants. Yeah. Halliburton, though, you got to go there after. Don't go there the first week. I did a vacation there like 15 years ago. And um, it was July 1st, July 4th that week I took off. But that is like black fly week up there. And you go outside and there is the black flies. You don't even see them. They're small. And by the end of the week, I must have had 200 bites on me. I'm not joking. Like the black flies were just so bad. Kind of ruined the whole thing. So you'd want to go after like, you want to get like later summer when they burn off. You get it when it's hot. Like you get into August and you're good to go. But you go there out June, July, black flies. Not fun. You know what? The final thing, and then we'll move on. Uh, you know the movie Meatballs? Yeah. 
That was filmed at the, the camp that I worked at. I was that in Halliburton? Meatballs. Yeah. That's was Bill was Murray called. in that? Yep. That's a Bill Murray movie. You can't go wrong, Bill Murray. I'll tell you that. All right. Let's go. Come Today, on, Spencer. Spencer, you're doing today's a travel, job Today's today. travel segment brought to you by Off, Off Deep Woods, Insect <laughs> And Weber It doesn't girls. work on black protects, flies. Protects against mosquitoes, flies, and ticks, but not black flies. Not black flies. The black flies are impossible. Uh, it is unscented and has a non-greasy formula that resists perspiration. Thank you all for your non-sponsorship <laughs> of the show. Uh, let's let's talk Spotify for one second here. Uh, Google is a, doing this new pilot program where they're letting um, apps on their app store utilize their own um, proprietary payment service, and not they're not forcing everyone through Google's payment service. And they're starting that with Spotify. So Spotify is going to be allowing people to use Spotify's own payment service and not google's this is a big deal because payment services are really expensive i i wish i could find it but there was a tweet yesterday and i didn't save it and i don't remember who it was from but it was from some like vc tech silicon valley guy and it was a breakdown of how much money these these uh payment services eat into these companies and it's a lot of money so the idea is google is going to be letting apps starting with spotify use their own payments google is not going to be taking a cut of that uh good for spotify and we'll see how it goes so that's why spotify is up this morning because they're going to be on their own payments so so if you pay spotify you'll be going through spotify not through google all these growthy momentum stocks have actually consolidated the last few days quite nicely i'll say that i mean you get a headline now lifting it out of here but, you know, they all had the big bounce. And now you've even had some consolidation here the last few days. So even like ARKK, you had the, you know, the big move down, which is probably oversold. And now you've had three, four days. We're just kind of hung out 63, 64, 65, just kind of hanging out, not really running, but, you know, holding up and held up well in yesterday's tape. So I'm throwing Spotify in that same group. Um, so, you know what? You've got a consolidation base now. So I don't like to chase. And you're not really chasing at this point because you've got that little base you're building off. So now I would stop myself out if I'm going along Spotify. I guess you got to take it down to 137. So it's hard. Yeah, this maybe it's a not little the bit of a ways, yeah. The 155. But there's room. I mean, these things are oversold. You get a positive headline here. It has been the sell the rip market, but sell the rip's not working as well as it was two weeks ago. So just keep that in mind, too. Buy the dip is working better than sell the rip now. Um, so I don't know. Um, I, I don't know if I'm fading it. I'm not fading it, and I'm not buying it up here. But if I if I was a shareholder, if I was trading it, well, I'd look at 160. I mean, can we get to 160? Pre market highs at 157, 11,000 shares. But that just this just kind of sticks out to me. You uh, you stalled here. This was part of a breakdown at 160.17. Boom! You got back up there again on this date, 159.49. So yeah. that's a big level. That yeah. is a big level, 160. You could yeah. find your own support in that one. All right. It is 8.35. Time for today's guest. Michael Houston, who has not been on this show for in far too long. Uh, CMC Markets, he's our chief market analyst, joining us from across the pond now. We just did get some economic data. I don't know if maybe Michael can talk about that because we totally glossed over that. But let's see what's on Michael's mind right now. Michael. Good, yeah. good morning, Frost. Good afternoon for you. Yeah, good Good morning, guys. Nice to be invited back on. It's been a long time. Yeah, just looking at the U.S. economic numbers and jobless claims, fairly decent, certainly heading in the right direction and I think reinforces the Fed's um, focus 
less on the labour market and more on inflation. Certainly the labour market appears to be in rude health. Certainly got high expectations for next week's non-farm payrolls. Durable goods, though. Oof. Down 2.2%. They're, they're not good. Minus 2.2%. On excluding transportation, um, minus 0.6, and we're expecting plus 0.6. And I think that speaks to a reluctance on the part of consumers to purchase big ticket items. And I know you were talking about that um, particular trend in your summing up in the lead up to, to bringing me on. But essentially, high ticket items now are certainly an awful lot more expensive when it comes to either kitting out your house or a, even building a, building a new one. Yeah. As you were t- as you were talking about earlier, so durable goods, I think, really bears that out. I mean, that's the concern here: is do we eventually get some? And everybody's talking about it now: is demand mm. destruction. I mean, as prices continue to go up, and you don't have the pumps, but everywhere, does demand eventually start to come down here? Mm. Um, and obviously, that's that's a very much concern here for the economy. What are your thoughts here, Michael? I think I think it's inevitable. I mean, you've got to look at where inflation is right now. I mean, it's 7.9 CPI. I know the Fed doesn't look at that. But ultimately, it's about what consumers have to pay for everyday goods and services. And when you look at um, food and energy price inflation, it's likely to go higher. PPI as a leading indicator is already leading in that direction. And while PPI is around 10% in the US, in places like Germany and Italy, it's at 25 and 41%. Well, you've got to think that even if not all of that makes it into the CPI, a good proportion of it will. And which way, and with wage growth lagging significantly behind, you know, I have real concerns that as we head into Q2, potentially end the second half of this year, that we're going to see an element of demand destruction unless we get um, prices come down quite significantly. And I really can't see that happening, given what's happening in Eastern Europe at this time. So. It is a worry. We actually saw some evidence of that, actually, in um, this morning's flash PMIs out of Europe. An awful lot of businesses are very pessimistic about the outlook. And what we've seen is an awful lot of businesses actually buying, forward buying an awful lot of their inventory um, before the prices go up. So what you could see, even though the headline numbers are fairly positive, if you look beyond the numbers at the internals, you'll find that there's been an awful lot of what I would call um, bringing forward of inventory in order to get ahead of the rising costs that are inevitably coming. Michael, help us understand, broadly speaking here, is bad news bad news or is bad news good news, like in terms of the market? I think in terms of the markets, the bad news is starting to become bad news. If we look at the impulse... Starting to become bad news, okay. Yeah, essentially, I think that will start to get um, priced in to the markets. We've seen a fairly decent rebound um, on the S&P, the DAX and the Dow. And we've got an awful lot of people saying now that potentially we could go higher. Now... If central banks were in easing mode, I would probably buy into that narrative, but they're not. We've got the Federal Reserve and Powell earlier this week talking about the potential for not just one 50 basis point rate hike, but several. When you've got Neil Kashkari of the Minneapolis Fed, who tends to be one of the more dovish voices on the FOMC, talking in terms that they need to start tightening policy, then I think 
the benign outlook that we've got used to when it comes to central banks, you have to call that into question. And ultimately, central banks are in a very, very difficult situation at this moment in time. They can either do nothing and allow inflation to let rip and inflation expectations become embedded. And as a consequence, the economy slows down that way. Or they can tighten policy and slow the economy down that way. Essentially, they're damned if they do and they're damned if they don't. For me, I think they have to tighten policy, if only to ease it sometime at the end of next year. So how's inflation across the pond? I mean, we know where we're at here. Mm. Are we kind of exporting it out there, uh, you know, to your area and Europe? I probably don't follow that as closely as I should, but how's inflation running um, uh, in the UK? We're at a 30-year high. Yesterday, we got CPI coming at 6.2%, highest level since 1990. Um, on the other adjusted measure, the retail prices, 8.4%, 8.2% rather. So we are feeling it more than most. And we're not being helped by the fact that next month, national insurance tax rates are going up. So not only are we having to undergo an inflationary squeeze, we're also getting squeezed by the UK Chancellor's tax policy, a mind-numbingly naive, I think is probably being polite, um, to try and recover some of the costs of the pandemic. If you actually look at producer prices, we're trending at 14.7%. So there's an awful lot more pain to come in over the course of the next quarter or so. More importantly than that, our energy bills are going to go up by 54% next month. Just think about that. 54% with That's potentially insane. another 20% oh, in October. I mean, you add all this up and, you know, obviously Powell's, you know, trying to talk confidently that he thinks we can have a soft landing here. But when you start looking and and looking here, is it possible even to have a soft landing? I mean, this this this, this seems like an impossible task. I think there's a triumph of hope over expectation more than anything else. I mean, I like to think I'm a fairly optimistic guy. But when you've got this confluence of factors coming together, and you've got wages lagging significantly behind, something has to give. And I think what will give is consumption because ultimately that's what drives the US economy. That's what drives the UK economy. And consumers will shop around. They'll put off the discretionary buys. So you look at companies, say, for example, like Netflix or Disney, um, Apple and Amazon, you don't need four or five subscriptions so you may find that some of these may get cut now you can argue that in the case of netflix um, their core market now is probably less the us oh yeah and probably more international markets but a company like disney you know again they they've also got a diverse revenue stream but ultimately some of these discretionary items will have to get cast to one side i mean i'll give you an example i've got an Amazon Prime subscription, I've got a Netflix subscription, and I've got a Disney Plus subscription. You know, this is the way. But what <laughs> is also the way is that if you find that your wages get squeezed, something will need to get cut. I, I mean, you look at Disney, and this mm-hmm. is, and, and everything about it is discretionary. The parks yeah. are discretionary. Mm-hmm. And, and this is somewhat scary from that. And maybe, you know, this is the reason why the stock is off significantly from the highs. And, you know, the market has been rallying, but it's starting to leak here again. 
Um, yeah, it, it's concerning, you know, the discretionary purchases. I mean, the consumer is going to have less money to spend and they're still got to buy food and energy. They can't cut those things back. So I think you're right. I think you start looking away from discretionary companies. Uh, two things I want to cover with you here, uh, Michael. Uh, sure. the, the first thing, I mean, we, you know, we, we've had this conversation with you now for 10 minutes and, you know, we mentioned interest rates and obviously that, that the overhang on the market there, I just want to, you know, talk about two other things that uh, are very relevant to the markets and uh, COVID. Uh, we know how things are going over here. We hear, you know, new variants. The market seems to be pretty numb to that. Now things are uh, much more back to normal here for a lot of people. Uh, is that the same for you guys? Are you guys a little bit ahead of us, a little bit behind us as far as restrictions and also impacts on the economy? Yeah, I mean, there, there are no restrictions here in the UK at all. Um, we do have we have, do have some regional disparities, and by that I mean there are differences between England and Scotland, perhaps. So in Scotland, you still have to wear face coverings uh, inside shops. I think that's still mandated by law. But here in the United Kingdom, it's encouraged, but it's not compulsory. And ultimately, you can pretty much go about your business as per normal. That being said, infection rates are still fairly high. They're probably as high as they were um, in the middle of last year. But I think there there needs to be a distinction between infection levels and hospitalizations yeah. and being yeah, in yeah. intensive care. Yeah. And intensive yeah. care rates are right down. And I think we've got to the stage now whereby we're having to learn to live with it. We are learning to live with it. People are catching COVID. They now know they now know don't have to self-isolate by law, but they're still encouraged to do so. And ultimately, it's pretty much as you were. So no one's really talking about COVID. You do have a small cohort of people who still obsess about it. But in terms of what the markets are thinking, it's very much last year. I think people are much more concerned about the geopolitics yeah. of what's yeah, happening. Yeah, that that's where I was going to go yeah. here. Um, yeah, very, I, very, very much so. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, interest rates don't keep me up at night and COVID doesn't keep me up at night. But what's going on with Russia and Ukraine? That keeps that, me up. That keeps me up at night from a geographical it, point sure. of view. Yeah, I was just going to say, man, you, how did, I mean, you know, I, you know we're preaching of the choir here, Joel. Yeah, no, I know, but I'm just saying, you know, how, you know, from from your perspective, I mean, you're you're right there, and uh, you know, wars just you know don't start and end in a month. I mean, what what's your what's your perspective out there? I mean, you get different, you know, you get different news out of some agencies saying, you know, it's war's not going the way they want, and then you know, defections and general, I mean, you see a lot. What do you believe? How do you believe in, you know, when or if is there going to be a resolution? I mean, that's the, I think that's the billion dollar question. And I think if we were dealing with a rational actor um, in form of the Russian president, I might have some insight into that. But when you've got a Russian president who's actually throwing it out there that he might be minded to use nuclear weapons, you know, and even I'm old enough to remember the 1980s and the height of the Cold War. Um, and I remember what that was like. You know, and we had nuclear weapons on UK soil with US air bases at various places all around the country. You know, and the tension was fairly high then. But at least you had some idea of who you were 
dealing with with the Soviet Union. You don't have a semblance of that with Russia. The yeah. fact that they are losing this war, well, I wouldn't say they're losing it, but they're certainly not making the inroads Progress. that they were hoping for. And we are openly discussing the use of chemical weapons or trying to discourage the Russian president from using chemical weapons or tactical nukes. This is essentially where we are. And it's not a nice place to be, if I'm honest with you. Um, but, you know, at the end of the day, all NATO can do and all the US can do is make sure that there is a red line and that if he crosses that red line, unlike in Syria, they enforce it. Because at the moment, I think if you pander to Putin, he will continue to take liberties. There needs to be at some point a line that he should not cross and then hope that the internal politics of Russia will mean that people inside that country will make sure he doesn't press that nuclear button. And I would suggest there are probably safeguards in place to ensure that doesn't happen. I Do you hope. think there's a path for a ceasefire here? I mean, the market has talked about it a couple of times. Is None there a- whatsoever. None. Zero. And I'll tell you why. Because the, 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 the two parties are too far apart in terms of what their requirements are. And if I was Zelensky and I'm seeing my troops push Russian troops back, why would I basically agree to give up Crimea? Why would I agree to give up Luhansk and Donetsk? Because that would basically send a message to Putin that force wins. And I don't think that's a message you want to send when you've got China with its BDI on Taiwan. Yeah, that's a great point. Michael Houston is the chief market strategist at CMC uh, Markets and also the best dressed guest we've had on the show this year. <laughs> Fantastic, Michael. I'm gonna be I'm gonna be getting a hold of you again real soon. Unbelievable content. Thank you very much. Yeah, thanks. I'm still not pleasure, gonna guys. not gonna sleep at night, but that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're you're further away than I am, mate. Have a good one, Michael. Cheers, um, thank you, guys. So two things. I'm trying to wrap my head around the the whole fifty percent rise in, in energy cost, um, <sighs> and which is a killer, an absolute killer. And the second thing is, while he was talking, I got a really good idea for a new business. You guys ready? Yeah, a, a global streaming platform password sharing matchmaking system okay so hear me out here joel mayor is confused here now hear me out (laughs) netflix a basic netflix subscription is ten dollars a month for like the bare bones right number of screens that's basic there was a report last week that netflix is going to start cracking down on password sharing they're they're going to charge uh three dollars a month extra they're just testing it in a couple of markets so let's just say that let's just say that 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 goes well they, they decide to do it for everyone so ten dollars a month for the basic plus an extra three dollars right uh on top of that to share your password that's 13 dollars a month if you divide that by two you're still paying less than the full price of a subscription it is still beneficial to share your password with somebody right to get that benefit so a global so so i want to create a system where you can type in your streaming habits what platform i am i'm a netflix watcher looking for another netflix watcher i stream between these hours and these hours uh we have similar these are my tastes so we don't mess up the algorithm right for our recommendations who wants to share passwords with me we'll split the bill 
that's that's the future. Share everything. Share everything. Share your password with some person across the world. So you're gonna start the app. It's called Share. What are you What are you gonna call it? I don't know. Name? I'll figure it out. But it's the, <laughs> it, it, it's like Tinder, but for password for streaming. We passwords. share everything. We share passwords. We share all passwords. The hackers will love Come that. On, this is a great idea. <laughs> no one seems to like it. This is a great idea. I don't know if I'm on it. Just Can one word. What? VPN. All right. Not everyone does VPN. Joe. All right, um, Mitch. Whatever. Why don't you got... Why don't you get Bert on it? He could probably have it done by Friday. No, he definitely would not have it. Yeah, Friday in 2030, probably. Uh, all right. Let's, let's bring this over to the chat here. We got eight minutes left. Oh, Napster. That's a really good name, actually. Um, maybe I'll call it Napster. Uh, drop some tickers for us in the chat, and we will take a look as to what you want to discuss. We've got seven minutes left in today's show. Are there other big movers that we didn't cover? I don't think so. It's a relatively quiet day out there in terms of pre-market. Oh, wait. Why is iRobot up? Nine eight percent now. IRBT is it the new? It's short squeezes higher. Is this another squeeze name? Me, are they talking about on Reddit? Just uh, check that first. Yeah, no, this was one of those names. Yeah, I remember it There's was like a group of you know. We gave you the list. It's on that high short interest. You no, know, I real bus not on there. It is, but it's not high on there. Um, interesting. Um, I don't see a headline. No, me neither. I just noticed that. It, it could be enough. First thing is I know when one of those stocks is like 50 on that list. I'm like, that was a Reddit stocker one time. Are they talking yeah. about it on Reddit right now? Yeah. We're back to this again. We got to be checking Reddit. I didn't. Even, I think I got rid of the app. I got to yeah, be again. a couple of days. <laughs> all right. All right. All right. So I, I don't know why I robots up. Let's go do probably uh, something like 65. Uh, I see it 65 print. I see over a 66. I see a print there. I, I don't know. If I was trading this thing, I keep an eye on 65. And if it just wants to keep on going, you had three lower highs in this area. So I'd give a zone, and that zone would be. Uh, 67 if you're looking look, for now. Look time. at the all-time high when Reddit took this over. They uh, they brought it from 100 to 200 in like a day. Oh my gosh, this has got silly. We're looking back to January 2021. Crazy. I'm trying to look for a headline here. Northland. Uh Northland I think gives it an upgrade. upgrade. I don't remember. North, yeah. Who's Northland? Northland. Smaller firm. Okay. Yeah, Northland upgrade. All right, I, I have a ticker for us from Marcus Taylor. EWZ. This is the Brazil ETF. Yeah. How is Brazil doing? Uh, let's find out. Uh, e- I haven't w- looked for a while. That's been rallying Ooh, too. Everything's going up. This has what? been doing really well. This got a lot of commodities. Yeah. Brazil, a lot of commodities. Uh, uh, yeah, a, lot, a lot of mining. A lot of mining. Yeah. Yeah. yeah commodity trade here so happening too so yeah nice left it's breaking out can't argue with that chart well, why'd you say joel what did i do is i gonna say something wrong oh, no, no, he, said, he said it looks good yeah yeah the chart looks good here uh we're obviously not trading the primary EW. yeah it, it does though it does because it does? um it's yeah it, it actually their hours are because they're south of us so their hours are the same too so I know when you automatically think, oh, this already been trading for hours. The, the, the hours are very close. On very, very close. Yeah. I, think, I think they're like an hour ahead of us. Yeah. I don't know if they are. I mean, not. chart looks good. I mean, 32 to 37. I mean, pretty straight up. I don't know. I'd be a little afraid of heights here. But if I was, uh, I'll be cool. Let's focus on this 37 for the next couple of days. And the only reason I say that is because that was a high back in September. 
of uh, last year. So there's a monthly high for you. Let's see if we can take it out and keep on going, get to the next monthly high. But uh, that'd be my focus number. What was the high? that didn't quite get there yesterday. So big run. I don't know. I, hard for me to buy there. The only thing I really give you is resistance. All right. Uh, a couple of, uh, yeah, what else here from the chat? Uh, Mara? What was Mara doing? I haven't looked at that one for a hot Well, you first got to ask what Bitcoin is doing. It's up. It's up. So that's always, and these are the levered plays. I know Riot might not be participating. That is, because they lost some, somebody left last night, an executive. But um, all these things are off the lows again. Everything looks the same. All these risks start, Joel, they all look the same. All these risk assets started, you know, China kickstarted the rally into all risk, and they all kind of look the same. I still got my hive. Yeah, so, uh, I, I'm down in it. It's actually almost back to where I bought it, but that was a double, and then it came all the way down, and that's eh, interesting. Say that. Much. Well, obviously, 45, 45 and a half is big on the Bitcoin, uh, but we're trading up 77 cents here. We're trading above the previous day's high. Um, um, let's see. I mean, if the Bitcoin rally keeps going, um, you know, who knows how high. I don't know. I'd see if we could get it like up to 3150 today. I use well, that BITO as an indicator too. The pro shares Bitcoin strategy ETF. ETF. Yeah. It's pretty liquid. And instead of me having you no know, Coinbase open to see what the Bitcoin price is, and obviously, you know, I don't know. This BITO is a pretty good indicator. All right. Okay. I, I, I actually kind of lost sight of that. I, I, it, it was a shiny object for a couple of weeks. And then I kind of. Yeah, I keep the BITO right <laughs> in the corner of the screen. So it's a pretty good indicator. All right. What else uh, do we have here? I'm looking for tickers that we don't normally discuss here on the show, or at least not every day. Tickers like EWZ, for example. What about... Oh, here's one I don't see. I'm not familiar with. That's because it barely trades. So, all right. We can look at Coke. How is Coke doing? Coke? Long time. Yeah. Consumer staple. Uh, was at an all-time high uh, yeah, a couple close. of weeks ago, or a month ago now, right? I don't... It's, it's, gotta... it's not really discretionary. So, I mean, you know, people are going to drink Coke. They're going to drink Coke. So that's a good thing. It's one of the staples, like you said. So people are going to buy it no matter what. I, I I don't love the chart. I don't hate it. It just kind of does nothing. So you want to sit 61, there. 61, 61, 61. That's resistance? Get through 61. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, okay. Three tops in a row. You've seen this before. It takes a while yeah. to chew through it. Got back half of that move no from opinion. 63 to 57 and a half. I mean... If Warren goes to nine cokes a day, then you know we can. That's what he needs. They need Have Warren. Have the new uh, coffee, coffee coke? Intake. Coffee coke? Yeah, it's coffee coke. It's coke and coffee together. That's really? Sick. It's from Coke. Yeah. That's horrible. Who came up with that idea? It's terrible. Somebody at Coke can't even possibly be good. Don't don't knock it. Just because of the same color doesn't mean you're supposed to mix them together. We. Uh, it's caffeine with an added side of caffeine. <laughs> Double the caffeine. It's the same color. It's got to go. No, I don't. I don't see the problem. Doesn't sound good. Anybody tried this? No, I haven't. I just was curious. Nah, I'm slipped out to even think about. Okay, well, let's do. What one do they more. call it? What's the name of that? I don't know. Cocoa, uh, coffee, and coke. I don't know. Uh, let, let's do one more. Um, for Jason, we'll look at Portillo's PTLO. Oh, yeah. Hello. Another recent IPO. Off is, the board. Another recent IPO that is Chicago hot dogs, right? Yep. Yep. Well, no, no. Um, What is it? The Yeah. The hot dogs and the, the, what, the beef or whatever. Right. It's like the whatever. 
It's, the, it's not better than uh, the Wiener Circle in Chicago. You ever go there? I think they closed, Joel. Well, there was a fire there, but I don't know. Anyway, I'm outside. Uh, friend, not your friend. I'll say that overall. Yeah. But the one thing is, you've got a little, you know, you've got a bottom that's just trying to form yeah. a bottom. So, I mean, your out has got to be new, the low of 2138. You're a little ways away from there. It's a pullback when it was trying to break out. So, it doesn't look terrible, but I don't like the overall trend. Uh, what'd you go? You went from uh, 21. Oh. to 27 six-point move, so three coming back in. I mean, if you feel like this, and this looks like a pretty solid bottom here at 22. Yeah, there's some uh, buyers yeah, you know, a little buyers here and then turn your way up. I mean, I see the high from last week. Obviously, you would want to take that out, but I think I could really get more on the bull bandwagon. Got to get through 28. Look at that. Four highs in a row at 28. So a little bit of a range, but uh, gets above 28. Kind of like it. All right. Before you let it go, here's an interesting one. Grab from Christy. Oh. Asana. A-S-A-N. Look at these Look at these lows, Joel. Three of them in a row. 40, 40, 40. Wait. It, I wish oh. it was closer to 40. Because now on. it's 44. And now it's up. Yeah. Wow. We have not had any buys from Dustin CEO Dustin Moskowitz in um it's been it's been almost a month. He's okay. due to start buying again. It's late. I gotta hop. I'll check in with you guys a little bit. Everyone have a good day. And uh, um, if Michigan loses, I won't be on tomorrow. Yes, good luck tonight, Joel. And then someone in the chat said Beat Fanatic says Wiener Circle is back opened up. That's great to hear. Because uh, I knew I knew they closed. If you want to take a shot on something like ASAN, you got to stop yourself up below all those lows. Thirty-nine seventeen. That would be my stop. Again, it's ten percent up. You know, so yesterday would have been a better day when it got down to forty seventy or forty-one or forty-two. Forty-four is a little ways away. I'm risking over ten percent on that, but I kind of like the bottom that's forming here. Interesting. All right, Dennis, have a great rest of your day. Yep. Good luck. I hope you make some money. We try. Uh, we try. We try. Before I bring on Peter Tuckman to wrap up today, I want to just mention uh, the Fintwit Conference, right, in Vegas, middle of May. Benzinga is co-sponsoring this event, May 13th and 14th. There is a link uh, and a discount code in the description. I'm also going to put it on the screen right now. The link uh, is going to be right there on the screen. It's Benzinga.com slash events slash Fintwit. But it's, you know what? Let me put it in the chat. That's probably easier. Because if I put it in the chat, you can click on it. There's a link in the chat. And uh, the discount code to get 20% off is BZYouTube20. That prices are going up today. Prices are going up today. So check it out. Um, there is the general admission. And then there is the Benzinga inner circle. Uh, the same code applies for both BZ YouTube two zero. So there are two different events. There's the event within the event, but BZ YouTube two zero gives you twenty percent off. Uh, May thirteenth and fourteenth, Aria Hotel Casino in Vegas. I fully intend to be there. Come hang. Maybe Dylan Dennis will even come. We'll find out. Um, all right, let's bring on Peter Talkman here, the Einstein of Wall Street, for a couple minutes. Have him give us his thoughts on this market. Peter, good morning. Morning. What's up, Spencer? Sounds great. You gonna? <laughs> you just got photo bombed, Spencer. Yeah, I'm a story of my life, man. Uh, how's it going? I'm okay. I'm okay. I'm hanging in there, sort of being tossed a little tossed around by the market, but I'm okay. 
a, a little tossed around, a little tossed around. So what are you what are you seeing out there? I mean, we we didn't go up yesterday. I I I forgot there were days where we weren't allowed to go up because it seemed like every day we're going up all of a sudden. So we we take a breather yesterday. What is your take on just the vicious rally we had in the last week plus? Okay, uh, so last week's rally, and it's funny, I've talked about it a bunch, I think was really nothing more than window dressing coming into the end of the quarter. Okay. Okay, uh, you know, you realize that, you know, guys are try- having to perform coming out of one of the worst uh, first quarters of uh, of the century, really, right? We, if you go back to the numbers, this is one of the worst beginnings since 1927, apparently. And so, uh, you know... You come into the end of the quarter, you've got option expiration, you've got an S&P 500 rebalance coming into that time, and guys are really going to have to support how they were able to to navigate through that quarter. And obviously, people had struggled through 21. 21 was not, you know, you look at a lot of hedge funds and whatnot, some guys perform, but, you know, as as we know, a a, a lot of the tech sector was down at 52-week lows coming to the end of the year, and so it was a hard year. So you're coming into 2022, you're really getting beaten up. I mean, still look at NASDAQ mid-January was down 14%. We saw that low of Jan 24. You know, we've seen the market get really hurt in a lot of the tech sector and whatnot as we engage the 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 uh, uh, interest rate move and whatnot. And obviously we've been tossed by the war and the, and the rally in oil. So you come into a quarter like that and you come into the end of the quarter. I know it's not the end of March. But people are judged, uh, you know, when you wind up the, coming into that S&P rebalance that we have quarterly plus a quad witch, uh, you've got to show some kind of performance. And we've seen historically, it's an old Wall Street term, window dressing, you mark them up, you know, and I don't mean to uh, infer that anything illegal was being done. But if you're a hedge fund manager and you have underperformed and you've gotten beaten up badly by the quarter, and you're going to be graded by what your PL is coming into that last uh, last day. You're going to do your best with the cash that you have on hand to make your positions look as as juicy as possible. And I don't think the way the market has acted since that week, right? We had been down for ten weeks, and then we're up on one last week. Nothing in the big story had changed, right? We we you know, and then we saw the way the market reacted to to JPOW coming out with that, you know, he came out after 10 weeks down and one week up suddenly to toss after the week where they came out with the raise of 25 basis points to suddenly respond, you know, that I'm a data driven guy and I love Jay Powell, but uh, to suddenly after one week uh, of an up market, right, we have this very short term memory, right? We don't realize that we were down for 10 weeks and we're up for one week and well, now we're back in the bull market. (laughs) The terminology has got to be thrown into the into the dumpster, really, because, right. you know, yeah. we, we, we're we seeing intraday bull market and bear market for the young people on your call used to be a generational thing. It used to take 10 years and 15 years and a generation to go out of a bull in a bear market. Now it's happening to us intraday, right? You can hear CNBC go at 11 o'clock. Well, we're in a bear market and it looks like we're the end of the world. We've got a death cross going on in the yield. And then by two o'clock in the afternoon, guys, we're back in the ball. I, 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 hear you. I hear you. I think I, I think it was mostly just about the the velocity of the up move and the 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 degree of the and how 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 up we were. It wasn't so much that we were up, but how up we how far up we had come. Okay, but where are we coming? Then Spencer, let's always think of where we just came from. I, we were in a short term oversold situation. Okay. We have people who are fear of missing out. 
So once the momentum, and we're in a deep, deep momentum trade. Even some of the technical stuff isn't working anymore because the market has gotten so beaten up. So when you're in, when you've got all those moving parts, you're way oversold short term. You've got everybody sitting on the sidelines going, you know, I'm not going to miss this bottom. I missed the bottom of 2020, March 2020. I'm not yes. going to miss it again. Yes. And they've got that psychology going on. And then you've got to rally into this end of the quarter and everyone just sort of leaps in. It's like what happened in GameStop the other day. It's almost like that great scene in the movie Airport where the plane is landing and they have no brakes and they keep going, we're going to be at uh, gate seven. Or we're going to be at gate nine. We're going to be at gate 15 as this plane is careening into the frigate airport with no brakes. It's the same thing, guys. That's what's going on. Oh, my God, I can't miss it. I got to buy it. I got to buy it. I got to buy it. That FOMO trade is out of control. And you did not see a lot of follow through. Today it was up. Yesterday it got down. There were two, a couple down days. So, you know, I, I think that's what's going on. I don't think we're able to understand and digest the magnitude of what's going on in Ukraine. We've got this crazy stuff going on in the oil market. And yeah. you've got a lot of people who are afraid they're going to miss the bottom. Yep. Uh, great reference. And I just want to be absolutely clear. I uh, I am not convinced. I, I'm not chasing this. I'm not convinced that we're going back to all-time highs by any means. I'm just reflecting the mood of last week. Uh, Peter Tuckman is the Einstein of Wall Street. You can learn more from his course, the link to which is in the description of this video, Wall Street Global Trading Academy. Check it out, Peter. Always a pleasure. Have a great rest of your day. Everyone go out and watch the movie if they don't know what I was talking about, right? Great, great, One of the great, great scenes of all time. Great, Leslie great. Nielsen. You got to You got to <laughs> Thanks, Spencer. I, 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 I am serious, and, and don't call me Shirley. All right. Well, that's, that's a wrap. Um, live trading with Benzinga. Coming up next, Ryan, Zunaid, Mitch. So do me a favor. Hit that like button. Subscribe to our channel. Become a member. Get custom emojis and badges and more. Check out Benzinga Pro, pro.benzinga.com. And I'll see you guys on Benzinga Live in a few hours. But let's end this stream. Go over to live trading with Ryan Zunaid and Money Mitch. mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.